Welcome to Advancing Our Church, a Changing Our World podcast about Catholic stewardship, leadership, and advancement. I'm Jim Friend. Welcome back, everybody. Boy, it has been a minute since we published our last episode, and we have a great show for you today. We have industry legend fitness guru, Clark Bartram, everyone. Clark Bartram, the Clark Bartram, who's been on 130 fitness magazine covers throughout the last 30 years. He's been on television. He has changed the lives of millions of people around the country. And I think that if you spend the time listening to him today, if you're on the fence, if you haven't fulfilled that New Year's resolution, if you're just in a cycle where I try and then I fail at my own fitness, and believe me, I am that guy, I think that you'll be inspired by what Clark brings to our conversation today. He spent a lot of time going through some very specific questions that I had, and I think you're going to love it. But before we get started, If this is your first time listening to Advancing Our Church, make sure you hit the subscribe button. You can also find us on all places where you download your favorite podcasts. You can find us on YouTube. You can find us on all the socials like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and you can find us at advancingourchurch.com. So I didn't expect to be gone as long as I was. It gave me the opportunity, though, just to kind of pray and reflect on our podcast. The mission of our podcast is in the name, Advancing Our Church. And you guys are the church. In fact, we are the church. And so before we can advance the mission of the church proper and the larger church, we have to take care of ourselves. And so it occurred to me in this new year, we all need to start back to basics with our own spirituality, with our own prayer life, and by taking care of the body that God has given to us. That's what stewardship is, right? And many of us who listen to this podcast or who have been a part of it are stewardship experts. And so if we're good at raising money, well, then we better be good at burning some calories too, because it takes a lot of energy to raise money, to take care of money, and to be a good steward. Whether you are a pastor, whether you are a layperson, we've all got to find some time to take care of the gifts that God has given us. That's called being a good steward. So we're going to talk about fitness today, and we're going to be inspired and motivated by the very best in the business, Clark Bartram. And so, without further ado, here's Clark. Well, welcome, everyone. Welcome back to Advancing Our Church. We've had a couple of months of hiatus, but I think the wait was well worth it. We have with us a very special guest today, Clark Bartram. Welcome, Clark. We're so glad to have you here on Advancing Our Church. Jim, I'm excited. So I'm your first guest back after taking hiatus. Yeah, we took about two months off at the end of of the year, December and January. So you are leading us off into a new season. Oh, we're going to start. We're going to start off with some serious energy, brother. So everybody after this is going to have a lot to live up to. (laughs) Absolutely. A lot to live up to. Absolutely. Well, I know everybody probably already knows who you are, but I'm just going to offer a modest uh, little introduction, if you don't mind. Clark is a lifestyle coach and fitness professional. He has quite an impressive resume. 58 years old, believe it or not, a former Marine. He has appeared on the cover of more than 130 fitness publications, and he's helped thousands of people transform their lives through fitness over the course of his 30 plus year career. And I'm sure that he'll share today that the latter part of that has been really giving Clark's life a special purpose. Today, Clark dedicates his time helping men over 50 live in their healthiest body. He is also the owner of CBX Nation, which is an online coaching service for men over 50. And currently, as as the last count that I saw, there were over 10,000 members. Congratulations, Clark. It's a great accomplishment. Thank you. I appreciate that introduction. And it really, it makes me think, Jim, on, you know, what a blessing it is, in all honesty, to be able to have this position in life and this platform to speak to men from, because 
you know, we've heard it said a million times, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. And right. once we've been set in our ways and all of these conditioned thoughts and behaviors that we have as humans aren't true. You can teach an old dog new tricks and you're not as stuck in your ways as you might think, because I'm seeing evidence of it on a daily basis of men absolutely changing, not only the way they exist physically, but emotionally and spiritually and relationally and financially and all of these other lees. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, Clark, I, I um, of course, we've all seen you for many years as you've done your fitness modeling and your coaching online and on television. But I connected with you. I was scrolling along TikTok, you know, and, and I saw you doing your three moves in three minutes and something just kind of spoke to me. And, and, I, and I know that you, on a weekly basis, you speak to thousands of guys uh, just like me who are trying to live a, a healthier lifestyle. But, you know, just kind of backing up for a second, we're in, we're in mid-February. And kind of an interesting part of the year. A lot of people probably started out this year with uh, New Year's resolutions to lose weight and diet and dramatically change their lifestyle. But by this time of year, a lot of people have uh, given up, you know, those kinds of commitments. What does it take? How do we over overcome kind of breaking this, this yearly cycle that many of us are on to try to break the old habits, but then we fall right back into the old ones? Yeah. You know what I try and do is convince people to not make a New Year's resolution because too often it's just a way to set yourself up to fail, right? And then that's how we look at it when we look back on it like, oh, I was going to do it again this year and I'm not. And that's not the way we should approach it because if we have that attitude of I'm a failure, I can't do this, I'm genetically predisposed to looking a certain way, nothing's going to change it. It only gives you the rest of that year, however long it was to only get even in a worse situation that you were when you started that resolution at the beginning of the year. So what I tell people is we can restart now, like literally this second right now, anyone can restart without judgment. That's the key is we judge ourselves. Therefore, we put this weight of failure is really the only word that I can put to it because that's how we describe it in this world. Oh, I failed again. No, you are just no different than anyone else. You're not perfect. And it's okay. And what we need to do in those situations is learn what we did wrong and how to approach it. And here's what I think people do wrong most of the time is they don't create a sustainable program for change. They try and get on some program that they see their favorite Instagram person doing or whatever. They read something in a magazine. So they switch everything instantly. And that's not the way to go. We have to gradually make change. Without a doubt, without a doubt. And you preach uh, five healthy lifestyle mindset, right? Uh, lifestyle principles that you live by. Can, can we talk a little bit about those? Because I think some of the questions that I've gathered for you today, I think your, your lifestyle principles really address a lot of that. That's good. That makes me happy because these really are key in my opinion, because I have social proof. The world is looking for social proof. Mm -hmm. And when we see other people who are similar to us making positive change, we can look at them and go and say, wow, if they did it, I can do it. Right. You know, because here's, here's the facts, and I'll get to those in a second. Sure. I'm a fitness professional. This is what I do for a living. Mm -hmm. And I don't expect anyone to live the lifestyle that I live because if I was a pastor of a church or a man that took the garbage out every day or whatever it was, this is not what I'm focusing on, right? But this is what I focus on. So to, to compare yourself against me is, isn't right. But to see another man who is around the same height and weight and has the same amount of kids and the same type of job and seeing that man have success, 
that's easier to be able to go, wow, if he can do it, I can do it. So the social proof is there. And what these guys do are five, like you said, lifestyle principles, mindset, meals, movement, community, and supplementation in that order specifically for a reason. And what inspired you, Clark? I mean, I know that for a number of years, you worked with men and women, you were on TV, but what made you really focus in on men of a certain age, men over 50? I'm a man over 50. <laughs> <You know? laughs> was that, was that, did it hit home for you? Is that what it was? It hit home because I realized that when I get approached, like there's hardly a day that goes by that I don't get someone who does a double take for whatever reason right. or has the confidence to approach me and go, wow, what do you do? How old are you? How can I do what you do? It happened this morning in the gym and it was a 30 something year old guy. He looked at me and said, wow, you really live this lifestyle. Can you build a program for me? I said, sure, I've already got a program built. So it's, it's people coming to me and I'm thinking, okay, there's a lot of men out here who need this. And, you know, and if we're going to go and, and, and swing it into a different kind of conversation, men are really under attack today <laughs> and, and by, the, by the world, right? And I just want to prove that we can change we don't need to be toxic or whatever the world's labeling men as. We can be strong. We can be confident. We can be all of these things and still be loving and soft and kind and caring. But it all starts when we start taking care of ourselves. We have to be selfish with our time because it's truly not selfishness. It's selfish, in my opinion, if you let yourself go, if you're not confident in who you are, if you don't have the energy, if you can't play football with your son, or you don't have the energy to go jump rope with your granddaughter or whatever your situation is in life, that's selfishness when you don't prioritize yourself. You know, I, I think that's so true because when I was talking to my buddies and all, most of us are over 50, it's not that anybody's a bad guy. I mean, we're all good guys. We're working hard. We're good fathers. We're good husbands. We're doing what we're supposed to do for everybody else, but then we don't take a few minutes to take care of ourselves and then you start thinking, well, geez, I'd like to meet my grandkids someday. I want to make sure I can walk my daughters down the aisle someday. And you just think, maybe I need to pause and take a moment and take care of dad so that dad can continue, continue taking care of everybody else. You know, there's a circle of influence that we all have in yeah. life. And it's unfortunate that we put influencers into a category and exclude ourselves from that same thing. Right. Every single one of us is an influencer. We've always been influencers. You know, Jesus was the big influencer, right? Sure. So because we have social media and because we gauge it off of likes and comments and numbers, we say, oh, well, I'm not like that person. Well, actually you are. You have influence yeah. over your wife. You have influence over your kids. You have influence over your employees or employer. You have influence over every single person that you pass in life by the energy that you interact with them with. Yeah. So that influence could be good or bad. And what I'm saying is this, if we are not feeling good about ourselves, it's a lot easier to get angry with people right. because we don't like ourselves. But mm -hmm. if we love ourselves and we have confidence in who we are, it's a lot easier to put that energy out to somebody else. And the influence that we're putting on them is good. It makes them feel great. They feel loved. And then mm -hmm. in a worst case scenario, if somebody flips you off on the street or whatever, we're not instantly reacting, we're going, oh, well, maybe they're having a bad day. I understand that. I used to have a lot of bad days like that too, until I took control of my life. Mm -hmm. Exactly. In my world, and, and I was talking again to another buddy of mine, he had said, he, he wanted me to ask you this. So 
how do you how do you talk to somebody who says, well, you know, uh, I believe that I should focus in on my soul and my relationship with God, and and focusing in on my body is not as important as it is focusing in on my soul. In, in my, I guess, in my own experience, I see them as so interconnected. What are your thoughts? It's absolutely interconnected. Yeah. Where's the scripture in Timothy said bodily exercise profiteth a little bit. So there's mm-hmm. an acknowledgement that bodily exercise will benefit us. And the opposite is true as well, right? So for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. If we're not taking care of ourselves, then comes this shame. Then comes this guilt, whether it is being expressed or not. On the inside, we are comparing ourselves against somebody or something, because here's the reality. We don't look at our soul every day. We look at our body every day. The mirror doesn't reflect our soul. The Mm -hmm. eyes are the window to the soul, the Bible says. So -hmm. that's what I tell my men all the time. Go look in the mirror and stare your own self in your own soul through this physical outward expression of who you are as an expression of God in your soul, in your spirit, and then say, I love me some me. You know, there was a football player, Terrell Owens, that said that. He got ridiculed for it. Oh, my God, he's the most egotistical guy ever. I say, if you can't walk around in life saying, I love me some me, then you got it twisted because you are your best gift. The gift that you have of your physical body and your ability to move and the fact that your legs work and your arms work and you can take a breath without thinking of it and your heart pumps without ever having to even have one thought, man. That. Like, we got to wrap our heads around that. But here's the problem. In our Western culture, we have identified so much with the way this thing looks as opposed to the way it functions. We've gotten it twisted. We've gotten it backwards. So what I'm trying to express to men over 50 is, yeah, I understand you want big biceps and you want abs. But the first thing we need to deal with is how you feel about yourself today. And if I need you to say, I love me some me, and I'm going to invest the time necessary to pour back into myself on the physical part, that will benefit the spirit and the soul part of us because it's all interconnected. Very well said. And, and, you know, some of the guys who listen to this podcast are in the work of stewardship, fundraising, but, you know, we think of it as a spirituality of stewardship. And, and uh, you know, we, we also, I think, have to be good stewards of our body. You know, we're going to be judged and, and God is going to be holding us accountable for how we took care of that body. So I, I, I do agree. It's also connected. How did you get started with uh, CBX Nation? What what was the impetus for that and, and how has it evolved over the last uh, year or two? I've, I've seen it grow just tremendously on Facebook and it's great to see so many guys. Every, every, every Saturday, just for those who are listening, Clark has a, a Zoom call for all the, all the members and you always hear a testimony from a guy who it always personally resonates with me in some way. But how, how did this all get started, Clark? Just by nature of me allowing it to flow. People always ask me, how did you get into the business that you're in? And I say, there's two answers. One is the spiritual answer. And this is the way I answer it all the time. And it's not just because I'm on your podcast. It's the way I answer it all the time. God created me to do what I do. There's not a question about that in my mind. Every single cell of my existence, I know for sure, beyond a shadow of a doubt, was made to be here right now on this podcast doing what I do. In speaking to whoever it is that's going to hear this. The second part is I have always had this predisposition to be a muscular guy, have a good physique, be athletic, and have this physical prowess that 
because our culture is the way it is, people respond to it in a certain way. So you take those two entities and you put them together. It had to happen. It needed to happen. If it didn't happen, I would literally probably implode, explode, disintegrate. (laughs) Something would happen because all of this energy feel pouring out of my body right now is exactly what the Bible says. For out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Like you hear me a lot. This I, I can't put this on. This just happens. Yeah, exactly. You know, so I didn't try to make it happen. It just happened with these two things colliding. Well, here's a good business opportunity. And here's what God created you to do. Go do it. I'm using the staff that's in my hand. Awesome. That's awesome. So uh, here's a here's a question from uh, from one of our our listeners. Not not sure if this question would be too philosophical, but okay. This is a question about the soul. We're taught to focus on the soul and not the body. What would Clark say to someone who says we really shouldn't focus on our body or our physical health? We should focus in on the soul. I think you've kind of already answered that to a certain degree. Yeah. Um, well, and Jim, you know me, and yeah. <laughs> I can either answer this question with true, absolute honesty. Yeah, and potentially offend this person by my answer, mm. or you know, kind of take the light approach and go, "Yeah, I kind of already answered that." So well, I'd rather have the honest Bar- Clark Bartram go for it. <laughs> okay, so the honest Clark Bartram is: I would bet that this person, out of twenty-four hours in a day, fourteen hundred and forty minutes in a day, is not investing into their soul. Mm. I'm just right. going to say it. If you're not reading the Bible right now, if you're not on your knees praying, if you're not doing something spiritual, you're doing something that is not advancing your soul. Mm-hmm. Let's just keep it real and be honest. Yeah. And I don't care who you are. Most people don't do that unless you're a monk and that's what you are committed do to all day. doing. Right? Even a pastor in a church is going to end up getting on TikTok at some point, seeing something that they shouldn't see. Like we're not robots, man. So to have that be an excuse as opposed to like, come on, like the number one thing that we need to have stewardship over, we have stewardship over money, but money pales in comparison to your physical body, right? Your physical body is inhabited with your soul. You're, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's all connected. Clark, did you always have this? Um, I, I've heard you on some other interviews. Did you always have this balance between spirituality and fitness? Was it ever a little bit askew for you in, in your younger years as you kind of found your way through this industry? Oh, I was unbalanced totally. Is that the right word? Unbalanced? Yeah, yeah sure. I mean, when you first get into bodybuilding, you are completely consumed by the food and the exercise and the the avoiding anything that could potentially hurt you, like going to the desert with your buddies and riding uh, four wheelers or going skiing or snowboarding because you don't want to get hurt. So you're consumed by this world. And I've seen that firsthand. I've been involved in it firsthand and I understand it. So at some, I, this was the first book I ever wrote right here. It's called Spiritually Fit. And it's a fitness program you can have faith in. And in here, there's a chapter Your body can unleash your spirit. There's some really good stuff in this book that when we find balance between these things, because I I would also say that if your own, if if this person that I just talked to says, Mm -hmm. no, Clark, you're wrong. 100% of the time, I'm Mm -hmm. in the word. I'm praying. I don't do anything else. Mm -hmm. You're out of balance. You're out of balance. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I, and 
knowing this guy, he's not, he's, he's, I think he's pretty well balanced, but there certainly are folks who may feel that way. And I think he is someone who takes good care of himself. And I think he looks for that balance and was kind of looking for maybe some of that validation from you. And I think, I think you've given it. That's, that's good. wonderful. Well, that Excellent. makes me happy because I don't want anyone to be mad at me. I just, no, <laughs> you know, we got to keep it real. Like we really do, you know, and I think totally. so many people are too politically correct and they want to say all the right things. And look, every, I, I said it last night on my live. Yeah. I don't care because I care so much. Mm -hmm. Like I really want men to understand that it's okay to invest in yourself and it's absolutely needed. Because if you're 100 pounds overweight and you can't breathe and you can't walk up a flight of stairs, and if your son or your daughter comes to you and says, let's go play, and you turn around and look and you can't because you're physically not able to, that's not right. I'm not saying be perfect. I'm not saying be unbalanced. I'm saying take a little bit of time and focus on you. And that's why I have the five principles, because it's not one myopic approach to fitness. We have to understand that our mind needs to be set and, and it needs to be set according to your lifestyle and the things that you believe and the things that are important to you. So if your family's not important enough for you to get off your butt and go walk on a treadmill for 20 minutes. Yeah, absolutely. Clark, are there some of the, some guys, some stories that you'd share over the last year, some guys who've gotten on your program who've really transform their life. And I, I know you don't want to play any favorites here, but I, I know there are some guys who have really shined on those weekly Zoom calls. Anybody come to mind off the top of your head? You know, right now, Keith Cobza just jumps out when you said that he was the first one that came to my heart. And it's because Keith actually, he drove out here from Florida. And when he was out coming out here, he said, I would love the opportunity to come and do some workouts with you and hang out. So I made it a priority to make sure that he could get here as often as he could with respect to what he was doing with his family. We played pickleball. We went on a hike. We worked out. We sat in this office right here and talked. And he has made such a transformation, not just physically, but emotionally. And by his own admittance, he was an angry person. He was mm -hmm. angry at the world. He had all the money he needed. He has two really good jobs. He's got a great family, but he has, you've heard him speak before. He just physically hated himself. Yeah. Now he loves himself. I've seen this massive transformation and it's because he's gotten rid of nearly a hundred pounds of excess body fat that he didn't need. He knew he didn't need. He didn't know how to get rid of it until he came along to this program and connected. And it's really funny because if you watch my video, the 25 minute long video, Keith is here and he says, you know, at first I thought it was really silly, all these guys getting together and talking about their feelings and this and that. But then he had this transformation where he realized that is what he needed. Mm -hmm. Men need a safe place to feel vulnerable, to feel supported, to feel loved, to feel heard, to feel respected, and all of that. And, and this shirt that I'm wearing right here is it's the return. My buddy James DeMello is a men's pastor in Texas. And cool. I've gone to this event a couple of times. And that's it, it's it's kind of funny that I'm wearing this shirt, but it's what he does mm -hmm. in, in, in four or five days. Like I'm doing it over however long a man decides to stay here in the CDX nation. Mm -hmm. How much of this journey, Clark, is internal versus how much of it is blood, sweat and tears in the gym? It's it's internal. It's It's yeah. got to be like that's why mindset is first. Yeah, because you know, we can go in and we can sweat at the gym, but if we're not really truly connected to our why, like mm -hmm. our why should make us cry. My buddy Funk Roberts said that. And, 
when Keith talks, he always cries because he understands what his why is. And when our why is shallow and I just want to get abs, like I don't want to work with the guy. Like I've turned down more guys, Jim, that want abs. I'm not your guy. If we end up getting you abs as a byproduct of us taking you to this maximized man process, right. then great. I'm happy for you. But if you're coming to me with that specific goal in mind, I'm going to send you off to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's really, truly some internal thing that needs to happen to un- unlock the spirit part of us that's been locked up because we're shutting down because we're not happy with how we look. Absolutely. Clark, couple. Uh, so I, I did a little poll of some of our colleagues and our listeners and some friends, and I'm going to offer ask you a few kind of t- these little more technical questions on diet and exercise that some of the some of the guys over 50 had for you. So uh, first off, from Vaughn, what is the best time to exercise, morning or evening? Whenever it's best for you. Okay, just do it. In other words, <laughs> just do it. You know, and, and I often give this analogy. If I were asking that question in a spiritual sense. Jim, when's the best time for me to pray? You would say the same thing. Whenever you can. Make it happen. If I went to a church and said, it said, you need to get up at 5 a.m., face the north, south, east, and west and pray, that would be unsustainable. And Mm -hmm. I say that because I went to a church when I was first saved that required I got up at 5 a.m. and pray to the north, the south, the east, and the west. (laughs) It's not sustainable. So right. my answer became, when is it best for you? Yeah. That's the best time. That's the best time. Another one from Vaughn. How much of your exercise should be stretching? How much stretching should guys our age look to do? As much as you need. Yeah. You know, and, mm-hmm. and we find out when and what we need to stretch by starting the process. Stretching. We need yeah. to, at some point, just reach over and touch our toes like I did on TikTok the other day, I, on Sundays, we stretch. So mm-hmm. I said, the President's Council on Physical Fitness has us do a sit and reach test. Can right. we reach and touch our toes? The majority of the human population in our Western culture specifically cannot do that, especially after the age of 50. So you would gauge how much you need to stretch by how much the lack of flexibility that you have. Gotcha. So if you're lacking in flexibility, then the priority to stretch becomes greater. Mm-hmm. How about weightlifting versus body resistance exercise? Is there a is there a, a balance to that, or what do you recommend? I'm a very instinctive person when I train, so mm-hmm. on the days that I don't feel like weightlifting, I like to still do something. So I'll mm-hmm. go off and maybe do some stretching or do something physical that requires I use my body. The truth is, we're all athletes. Like we, again, like an influencer, we put people in a position of, oh, that guy plays for the Rams; he's an athlete. Well, no, you're an athlete. I'm an athlete. He's an athlete. She's an athlete. We all use our body in an athletic way. So Mm -hmm. limiting ourselves to just resistance training only is not a great way to approach being a well-rounded, functional human. So Mm -hmm. I like to combine it, you know, do everything together. So I would say if someone did full body training three days a week, that's plenty resistance training or even twice a week. Or if Mm -hmm. you're a beginner, beginner, beginner once a week. So again, it's all relative to the individual who's doing it. And then when you feel the need to go off and play, go off and play, but be smart about it. Don't try and run sprints full speed because you did it in high school. You're going to pull a hamstring and you're going to be down for a while. Right, right. You have to be smart about this stuff. That's all. Absolutely. A couple of the guys had questions, and I know you've done a lot of research on uh, testosterone enhancement and on supplements for guys over 50. What, 
What can you share? What, what should guys our age look for as far as any supplements that we should be taking? Well, as you know, I have my product, Nanotest, which is mm-hmm. the best natural tea booster on the planet. And I say that because I don't push that only. I push the five lifestyle principles. And if you remember them, the supplementation was the last one, mine included. If your mind is not set, if your meals are not right, if you're not having the right movement, if you're not in a supportive community, no supplementation is going to benefit you to the level it could if you incorporated those other four things, including Mm -hmm. TRT, testosterone replacement therapy. So here's my opinion about that. So many men have been convinced by their friends that went and got TRT and they said, man, I just 20 pounds just fell off my body and I'm this sex machine and I'm stronger than ever. And I'm this and that. And the other thing, they automatically assume that's going to benefit them in the same way when every human body is different and it won't. And more often than not, it doesn't. And especially if your mindset is not like, okay, I'm going to eat right. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to get rid of my gossiping friends that pull me down. And I'm going to work my best to get off any supplements or prescription medications I'm on that I don't need to be on. Mm-hmm. We, we jump the, the pond of all of the stuff that we could do in between in this desire to do the quick fix. And there is no quick fix. And I will say this in regarding testosterone. It's not specifically age related. It's mm-hmm. not because you're over 50 or what you've heard on the internet, after the age of 30, male testosterone drops by 1% every year. So you're probably half the man you used to be by now. So you need my product right here, and it's going to change your life. No, stop. (laughs) Makes sense. Makes sense. You know, and just listening to you, you have a doctor friend who's come on a couple of the Zoom coaching calls, just how how little there is, no, or I guess there's a lot of disagreement uh, among doctors about testosterone, about the importance of it. So there's probably more, I don't know, probably some more research that should be done. I know that you also recommended even getting tested at at, at one point, just to make sure that, just to see where your levels are and then talk with your doctor about that. Well, I don't know if you can see the little pricks in my finger, Jim, but this morning I did a test. Oh, did you? Okay. One that I recommend to you guys, and I will admit that it was a little bit of a pain in the butt to do a little finger prick and get enough blood in this little baby test tube in order to send the test off. So it was saliva and blood, which I agree with more than just saliva alone. And I, I've sent it in. I'm going to see my, what my results are. Mm-hmm. We need to deal with the baseline of who we are. And that is all. There are markers in our blood. Looking at a social media influencer, myself included, and believing 100% everything that I say without any understanding of where you're at, not just testosterone-wise, but hormonally across the category, we are a cascade of hormones. It's not just testosterone. Mm-hmm. It's it's estrogen, it's thyroid, it's there's all sorts of hormones that play in harmony together that mm-hmm. when we get stressed out, they become affected. When we're exposed to endocrine disruptors like Roundup and, and, and colognes and shampoos and fragrances, and when we get other endocrine disruptors like stuff under our sink, that we're spraying to clean our house. There's so many factors that play into this, but what happens in marketing is we blame it on one thing and that suggests that there's one thing to fix it. That's not how it works. Right. That makes sense. And there's no, as you're saying here, there's no one quick fix to any of this. It's a process. It's a, it's everything. So a couple of the guys had questions about fasting and intermittent fasting, kind of the benefits of it. One of the guys was concerned about losing muscle mass. What, what, what are your thoughts on intermittent fasting? 
Well, you know that I ask guys throughout the six-week uh, solution to fast an entire day. Mm-hmm. And my purpose in fasting is more for discipline than anything else. Mm-hmm. It's, it's to prove that you can go a day without food and right. you're not going to die or nothing bad is going to happen. You actually, something positive will happen to you. Then if you can let that flow into another day. The way I feel about intermittent fasting is, like everything else, it has become a marketing thing that has taken the natural human condition. We intermittent fast by nature of being a human. If I ask you, what did you eat today? You'll say, well, I woke up. I was really busy. I didn't have time to eat. So you fasted for, let's say you slept for eight hours and then another four hours. So you've got this 12-hour window that you fasted. Then I ate a bunch of food for an hour because I went to lunch with some colleagues. So now you've broken that fast. Then I got busy and I didn't eat again until the next morning. So now you've got another window. That's just normal human behavior. Someone really smart came along, packaged that up really neat and said, (laughs) hey, if you do this, you're going to get more mental clarity. You're going to lose more weight. And then here's what happens is the placebo effect kicks in. And and look, I'm all about the placebo effect. So I'm not bashing what it is that I'm talking about here. What I'm saying is it's not as scientific and as, as much of a breakthrough as people are acting like it is. Right. You know, like you don't eat. That's no calories. It's pretty yeah. simple. It's not rocket science. Yeah, man. Yeah. It, it, the bottom line with weight loss is more calories burned than consumed. That is it. Bottom line, end of the story. I've I've done a little bit of research on it and and listened to Dr. Jason Fung. He's got a lot of great information out there. And I've found that it just really comes down for for me to timing it. So stop eating by, you know, have my dinner early enough, six o'clock. And then, like you say, it's not that big a deal to not eat for 12 hours or even go 18 uh, before you have a a, a late breakfast or, or an early lunch. Makes a lot of sense. And also to, you know, don't make the perfect, the enemy of the good. One of the other guys, one of the guys was asking, what are your thoughts on protein versus fat versus carbs? What's the right balance for a guy our age? You know, I've always heard two to one ratio protein to carbohydrates, two proteins to one carbohydrate is a good balance. So you're Mm -hmm. doubling there. Fat, you just don't want to take in too much. I, I give people the hand to use as a measuring device. You know, you've got okay. the palm of your hand, which is the amount of protein you should eat. Mm-hmm. You've got a clenched fist, which is the amount of carbohydrates you should eat. And you've got the tip of your thumb, which is the amount of fat that you should consume on any meal. Mm-hmm. The average Western meal is probably double of what our hand is. And our hand is proportionate to our size and our weight and all of these other things. So God actually built in the measuring tool that we need to look at it. Like, is this piece of chicken double this size? Am I like robbing the world's population that doesn't have access to this by not eating at all? You know? So these are the things that we've done to ourselves over the years that need to be undone. Like I'll tell people it's better to unlearn some stuff than it is to learn new stuff. Excellent. Excellent. And then kind of going back to supplements, one of the guys was asking, he says uh, he currently takes vitamin D, takes some fish oil because he doesn't eat fish. What other kind of vitamin supplements would you recommend for guys our age? I I think a multivitamin is a baseline for everybody. And then, you know, most guys our age have joint issues and joint issues are inflammation caused. Mm-hmm. So we should probably take some sort of joint formula if, in fact, there are pains and aches in elbows, knees, shoulders, whatever. Yeah. So that really is the extent of it. My Well, collagen is another good one, too, that I'm referring to a lot of people because of skin, hair, nails, uh, connective tissue. Right. The ligaments, and, and which is connective tissue. 
So, mm-hmm. you know, but here's the problem. You could Google and like someone the other day is bashing collagen. Collagen doesn't work. Well, it works for me. Like I notice my nails growing faster. I notice my hair feeling better. I see my skin different when I consume collagen. If it's placebo, I'll take it. Mm-hmm. It's still in effect. So a multivitamin, a joint formula if necessary, collagen because of the natural process of collagen kind of lessening in, in our bodies as we age. Excellent. Excellent. Just a couple more questions, Clark. One, one from my buddy, John, he was at, he said that you were lucky enough to work with Jack LaLanne, who's a fitness, who was a fitness pioneer back in the early days. He says, what was one, one tip or life lesson that you learned from Jack that you could pass on? I was talking about Jack on my live last night. And one thing Jack told me, he told me a million things. He said, Clark, make sure that you change your clients' programs every four to six weeks. Make sure that they're constantly changing. And that goes back to your question of what's more important, you know, resistance training or body work. We got to change it up all the time. Mm -hmm. And that was one thing that Jack did. Another thing that Jack taught me was just treat people with love and respect. Everywhere Mm -hmm. he and I went together, he was so gracious to people. He was so Mm -hmm. kind. He was so connected, like really, truly connected with people. When you got in front of Jack Elaine, you felt like you were so special. And it's because that's the way he felt about you, that you were so special and you mattered right then and there. And, and Lala uh, Elaine would sit there right next to him and just support him. And he would be doing what he's doing. And she would just be making sure that he was, you know, looking good. And, and towards the later years of his life, he would have just like tears that would just fall out of his eyes, just naturally, she would wipe them off. And it was such a beautiful thing to see. And uh, I had her on my Zoom call a couple of weeks ago, and she just Mm -hmm. said some things that Jack said about me that just made me feel so good. Ah, That's awesome. How do we get started, Clark, with uh, with this program? How can folks find you? And and where, where do they get started with this? So what I would recommend for everybody to do is at least go watch the docudrama, I call it. It's called a VSL in the industry, but it's about these men who probably at one time felt much like you might be feeling right now. And they made a decision to change. And the big thing that they did was they took action on doing my program. Maybe they saw me on TikTok. Maybe they saw me on Instagram. Maybe they saw me at uh, on my one of my TV shows from years ago. But the reality is they took action. So the way they can see that movie is six week solution dot nanotest dot co. Okay. Six week solution dot nanotest dot co, not M C O. And, and, and that's all I want. I just want people to go take 25 minutes, watch that thing, and then look through the rest of the page and decide whether or not if you're ready to take the same action, because we can think about this forever. We can act like we want to do it and we're going to do it someday. But if you don't take action now, then chances are you won't take action until you feel so out of sorts that you're like really scratching for something. You know, we got to move. We got to move quick. Without a doubt. And I'll make sure we put a link to that in the program description in this Facebook post and also in the podcast when we drop it. Also wanted to just mention, you know, uh, Clark, are you aware of any of the huddles that we have that might have kind of a faith-based uh uh, slant to it, if you will. I, I know we have a lot of different huddles in the group, but is, is anybody kind of incorporating spirituality as part of it? Yeah, you are right after this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sounds good. 
Might make yeah, it let, let me let me just make that offer. Anybody who who wants to to form a huddle uh, based on kind of and, and maybe mix in some a, a little bit of prayer and a little bit of spirituality, but just to incorporate that as part of the huddle, uh, I'd be interested to, to help form that. Or maybe if there's if we need to have more than one, that's great. I'd be happy to help Clark coordinate that. So I love that. That's that's great. So thank you for taking the leadership role in that because as you know, we need more huddles, and and you know there are a lot of guys in there that that have a faith-based approach to life. And, mm-hmm. you know, I don't shy away from that. You know me, I'm, I'm going to say what I say. I might drop the F-bomb every now and then, but you know what? I'm still me at the end of the day. And I don't, <laughs> you know, it's all good. I want, I want people to feel supported in how they need to feel supported. So this right. is an area that we might be lacking in and you're going to take control of. So thank you for that. Absolutely. Great. Clark, thank you for being on our podcast. It means the world to me. When I, I'll just tell our listeners, when I reached out to Clark and I sent him an email and I asked him, would you be on the podcast? He responded with two words. Of course, I was so touched. So I just, I really want to thank you for that, Clark. You are inspiration to me and to thousands, millions of people all over the country. And, and I just uh, appreciate what you do and just keep doing it, brother. I appreciate it, man. Thank you all very right. much. I want to thank Clark for being on our show today. You know, just a little insight on Clark and the work that he does with men over 50. Oftentimes we get on these Zoom calls on Saturday and you're just so motivated and excited to be on the call that you see guys on the treadmill doing workouts, just multitasking. And I just, I hope that uh, if you're a man over 50, you'll give Clark's program a try. If you'd like to form that huddle, that spirituality huddle, we will do the same program as everyone else, but maybe we'll start with a prayer. Maybe we will start with a, with a scripture passage, but then connect the mind, the body, the spirit, and the spirituality of, of being a good steward of our body. So if you're interested, drop me a line. Again, thank you, Clark. We're going to put a link to the video that Clark mentioned in the show today, as well as some links to uh, CBX Nation and in ways that you can get involved with uh, Clark's program. Well, that's our show this week. Special thanks to Pottery Studios for another great show. And if you'd like to help our show, please leave us a rating wherever you downloaded this podcast. For more information about our show and where to find us, please visit us at advancingourchurch.com and you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Oh, and you can find us on YouTube as well. Advancing Our Church is a production of Changing Our World and we are a worldwide fundraising and social impact consulting firm and we've been advising both nonprofits and corporations for more than 20 years. For more information, please visit us at changingourworld.com or you can reach out to me. Well, that's it for me, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the show. We'll see you back here in two weeks for our next episode. Take care and God bless.